Body. Bathtub. Body in the bathtub. Body in my bathtub. My fingers seemed to have lost their power to grip. I couldn't even draw the curtain to make the apparition disappear. A fresh bar of soap nested in the tub's corner, and one large foot was splayed beneath it. The toenails needed clipping. Somehow I remembered to close the lid before sinking onto the toilet. Resting elbows on knees, forehead in hands, I shut my eyes and vowed to get a normal life, even if it meant ringing a cash register at the local stop-and-shop. Tentatively, I shook my head and ran my tongue around the inside of my mouth. No sign of a hangover. I'd never been a binge drinker, never blacked out, before. I couldn't recall bringing home a man, and now here I was with a corpse. The body grunted. Instinctively, I snatched a hand towel, which turned out to be way too small to cover what ought to be covered. The phony corpse belched again, its head lolling lazily to one side, while beer and dope fumes rose like mist from its hair. I grabbed a bigger towel, draped and tucked, and congratulated myself on not screaming. He wasn't dead. I wouldn't need to dial 911 and listen to myself confess to a capital crime I couldn't recall committing. With my eyes shut, I counted slowly to five. When I bugged them wide, he remained stubbornly visible, definitely a man, stoned, soaked, stark naked, still lying in my tub. He had a body honed by workouts, alternately flat and bulging in the right places. Pale, wispy hair clung to his skull. His neck was long and sinewy, his jaw bony, his face turned to the wall. I leaned in to get a better view. Bad skin, pitted by acne, eyes shut under bristly, dark brows. It was not a familiar face, not a face I'd seen before. He was breathing deeply now, noisy inhalations, greedy sucking sounds. Call the cops? Get dressed, wake him, whoever the hell he was, then call the cops? His right hand, propped along the edge of the porcelain, caught my attention. At first I thought it might be bruised, but as I inched closer, I saw that the purple blob centered on the knuckle of his index finger was layered and thick. I sniffed at it and knew. Paint. Purple paint. Roz might as well have signed her name across his chest. Quickly, I examined the room's perimeter. My tenant is an artist of sorts, currently specializing in post-punk paint and performance. She's been known to mount rented video cams in her quest to document her bizarre life. If I found a surveillance unit in my bathroom, I'd call the police only after I finished disposing of her body. My outrage soared. Granted, I was glad this wasn't some guy I'd met in a bar, glad I hadn't experienced totally unmemorable sex, but relief didn't go far toward loosening my clamped jaw. Not only did the paint scream Roz, the man's body type incriminated her as well. She has appalling taste in the opposite sex, choosing boyfriends on the basis of muscles alone. Very gently, I reached over, made contact with the shower curtain, and tugged it closed. 
Shrugging into my robe, I pounded upstairs, letting the towel drop unheeded in mid-flight. Under normal conditions, I don't enter Roz's lair. It scares me, with its black matte walls and ceilings, store dummies fixed in strikingly weird poses, black and white TVs flickering like lava lamps. Roz! I yelled into the darkness. The smell of paint was strong and sharp, and I wondered if she'd switched from her usual acrylics to a more potent medium. She owns no bed, just mats that she strews haphazardly across the floor, for karate, sleeping, sex, basics. Yo! I heard her voice but couldn't distinguish her shape. How did she keep it so dark? Had she bricked the windows? Get the hell downstairs. Huh? You left some trash in the tub. Big deal. I mean it now. As in now.